Hello and welcome to the Comic Cave. I'm Ramsey, aka Captain Away, and today it's time for another episode of First Volume, which I realize I haven't yet explained that that's my podcast series where I look at the first volume of a comic series with a guest and we discuss it. Uh, there's not much more to it than that. So today, my guest is Chris. Would you like to introduce yourself, Chris? Yes, um, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Chris, um, <laughs> from the Antiverse podcast and, uh, you know, from the Redeads, both things that you are also in. Yes. When, when they happen. When they happen, which isn't all that often, but, you know, you do what you can. All right, so what is it we're looking at today, Chris? Uh, well, we're looking at um, Marvel's all-new Wolverine from 2015, part of their uh, all-new, all-different movement rebranding or whatever you want to call it where they were trying you know just try to reinvent some uh you know some of their more prominent characters i guess and um this features x23 taking on the mantle of wolverine as always i actually let my guest pick the uh volume that we're going to read for first volume so uh just to get a little background here what what is it specifically that made you want to pick this specific first volume yeah so <clears throat> the reason I wanted to, or the reason I thought this seemed like a good choice is because uh, I enjoy this character a lot. You know, X-23, obviously mm -hmm. she's the only good thing to come out of, you know, X-Men Evolution, probably. <laughs> um, I I've loved pretty much every comic I've I've read with her in it. Uh, now, this, this one, when it was still current, uh, was kind of... A little unattractive to me just because there's a lot of reasons it's, it's really got nothing to do with the fact oh i can't believe they're having a girl be wolverine i couldn't care less about that because i don't even like wolverine that much i know you like wolverine a little more than i do yeah. um but i mean he's okay but it's meh whatever he's definitely not one of like my favorite characters or anything um but anyway it, it was because i like x23 so much and i don't feel like she needs to be wolverine <laughs> Uh, and I kind of felt like they were presenting it as like, hey, look, it's so awesome that she's like graduating to being Wolverine now. And it's like, well, you know, she was awesome already. So but anyway, what, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, that's why I wasn't really interested in it when it was current. But now that, it, uh, you know, so many years have passed, I think it ended in 2018. Um, and now that it's kind of the self-contained thing it's a little more appealing for me to go back and look at now that there's you know uh context for it um and yeah so i i think just my general interest in the character and the fact that at the time i didn't want to read it i thought this was a good choice because it's like okay let me go back and give this series a chance and read this first volume and see if i really want to read the rest of it and i thought I mean, obviously that fits perfectly in with the theme of, of this podcast. So there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was, I was pretty excited, uh, when you said it, um, cause yeah, I, I also am a huge X 23 fan. Um, and I, I do enjoy, yeah, kind of what you're saying about how uh they, they were kind of treating it like she was graduating to being wolverine uh, they, they they even have like a line at one point in the comic where someone's like um oh you're the perfect person to replace wolverine and and she's like just like directly you know breaks the fourth wall <laughs> yeah. essentially and, and she's like yeah i know a lot of 
you know, people aren't very happy about this, mainly dudes on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, that that kind of, like, directly addresses, you know, the fans who are, I'm sure are upset, but uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of actually with you on on thinking it's lame that she becomes Wolverine because, uh, and not, not even because I dislike Wolverine, I, cause I do like Wolverine a lot. He's one of my favorite X-Men, but, um, because I, it seems like they only ever feel the need, um, with female characters to have them fill the role of another pre-existing character as a means of like keeping them popular or, um, you know, making them seem more interesting or something you know it's 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 just like it's it's kind of insulting because she was a cool enough character on her own she she was a good character on her own and they they still feel like they need to make her someone else's pre-existing character yeah. in order to make her appeal to people <clears throat> like it, and, al uh, it almost felt like a decision that someone who doesn't know anything about wolverine or x23 would make yeah, you know, they would just see these two characters and go, "Oh, it would be cool if she had his name." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that that is what it feels like. But as you said, also looking back at it now, with the with the context and everything, and the fact she's actually had her own series, uh, at least one series since this series ended, back as being X twenty three, um, it's it's a lot easier to be like, you know maybe I'm being unfair to it and go back and look at it again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But between that and just loving X 23 in general as a character. Uh, yeah. I was pretty excited when you recommended looking at this series. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's just, um, it just generally, it, uh, just seemed like kind of a, you know, well, I guess I'm just going to repeat what I already said. <laughs> just, you know, it, it just generally seemed like, you know, kind of an unappealing thing. But, you know, because of this uh, podcast and just because just in general, I kind of wanted to just see what it was all about. So, you know, that's why I picked it. Right. All right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about what the comic is actually about um, beyond just the fact that it's X-23 taking over Wolverine's uh, name and costume right yeah and that's kind of the other thing is like let's see what what get to the meat of it other than that layer that's on top of it which is everything we've already mentioned so and you yeah. you just reread this and i i read it you know probably what two few weeks ago so you're this is all coming off the top of my head but it's pretty fresh for you so i'm glad you're gonna remind me what it was about <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so um mainly what it's about so I, I guess we should give some little background on who X-23 is for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, so X-23 is the clone of Wolverine. Um, she's or a is clone. she? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, she's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of uh, complicated. But in, in, in her series, as I, I actually covered this on my channel for anyone who wants to go and watch it, she was created by some scientists who were trying to clone Wolverine, but the DNA they had wasn't perfect, so... Um, one scientist's solution was to, like, impregnate herself with the DNA. That way, it kind of changed the clone a little bit, and she kind of became a different person who's also sort of a clone. Um, and eventually, uh, Wolverine adopts her, um, as his daughter, so she's, like, his clone and daughter at the same time. Um, 
And then uh, eventually after that, at some point, Wolverine dies. I don't I don't even know or, you know, supposedly dies. I'm totally sure he's dead. I know I've learned in the past what was supposed to have killed him, but I don't actually remember. Do you know? Well, yeah. So this does take place uh, immediately after the death, the death of Wolverine event, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I haven't actually read it. And I'm pretty sure at one point I did know kind of like how he died. Um, but no, I have not actually read any of the Death of Wolverine stuff. All I know is that he is dead at the time that all new Wolverine starts. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, with Wolverine dead, or theoretically dead, um, X-23 kind of steps up to take over his name and costume, and that's where this <laughs> series begins. And what it's kind of about is, it's kind of about, uh, she she learns that Alchemax, which... Um, has only recently come into existence in the Marvel Universe. It came into existence in uh, the Superior Spider-Man series, um, but is originally, Alchemax is originally the corporation, kind of the evil mega corporation that was like, uh, it that was in the Spider-Man 2099 series. Um, it was uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man of 2099 worked for Alchemax, but also as as his civilian identity but also as spider-man like opposed alchemax because they're an evil evil mega corporation um so i i kind of i i love that in recent years uh creators have worked the company back into uh the marvel universe um that's fun for me but um they're still evil uh clearly (laughs) um and uh so yeah, the Alchemax has kind of this genetic cloning division where they've made clones of X twenty three, and um, so X twenty three has apparently learned about this at the start of the comic somehow, and uh, it actually even gets invited by Alchemax to help them hunt down the the remaining living clones because they've escaped. And so the comic's kind of about her finding these these other clones of her and uh, kind of deciding whether she's going to work with them against Alchemax or or what. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's at least what the first six issues of the first volume are about. So you anything you'd like to particularly add to that? Yeah. Very, so, very short summary. <laughs> yeah. So all that, you know, the plot about her being cloned uh now i i feel like that that story moved pretty quickly at the beginning of this like they kind of rushed through like the setup of you know what she's about to go embark on i guess um it it just seemed like kind of like a throwaway thing it's like yep we're cloning wolverine again and then you know let's just let's get on with it you know so yeah like you said like you said in in your summer you're like i guess she knows about it somehow it's like yeah they didn't really i mean i guess she knows about it because they you know invited her to come and find out about it so that she could help them hunt the clones down right um but yeah it did move pretty quick yeah it it was it's a very very quick like when you said i I guess in general the whole the whole comic's kind of fast-paced honestly Yeah, yeah, like when you said that I just reread it. Um, yeah, like I literally just reread it like an hour before this podcast. It took me like an hour to get through the six issues. Um, because it's a really, really quick read. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it moves very fast. You're right. I, I do wonder like if this, cause I know with X 23, they didn't show any like artificial aging, like with Spider-Man's clone back in the nineties, which is probably not the thing to bring up. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with Spider-Man's clone back in the nineties, they specifically showed that he was like artificially aged, like really, really quickly to, to become the same age as Peter. Um, but with X-23, they didn't really show doing that in her series. Um, so we don't know that it happened. And, and from the looks of it, it didn't happen. She just aged regularly. And so I'm like, not sure what the deal with with these characters are, because mo- they seem like they're a little younger, maybe. Well, they all they X-23. all 23. They all seem like they're kind of different ages. Yeah. And so some of them seem like, you know, pretty pretty close in age to to laura so like um to laura kenny is being x23's real name for anyone who doesn't know so i don't know i don't know how it got to uh how long they've been doing this i know in the first x23 series they indicated that there were more clones in development but the the facility was blown up so theoretically they shouldn't have been able to keep those clones but i it kind of seems like they must have um i don't know i'm really lost on the time frame (laughs) yeah well i mean it's it doesn't seem like it would be much of a a leap to just suggest that some of those clones were not destroyed right um that's kind of an easy you know deus ex machina for anything in the future that they kind of want to say hey here's another clone that survived right yeah that's very true (laughs) But and we might find out as we read on. I'm I'm sure we'll find out more. So, right, yeah, there could be, there could be more. So the the comic focuses on just three, because uh, I think they said there's something like ten that originally, uh, were were being raised by Alchemax, uh, to become, you know, assassins, which is what you do with a Weapon X. Um, and the rest of them are dead, right? Yeah, and so, like, seven of them have died before the... Well, I guess six of them have died for, before the start of this comic. One dies in the in the first issue mm-hmm. by jumping off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> um, and then, and then so that leaves three. Um, and they're kind of the focus of, of this first six issues. And uh, it's, I, it's Zelda... Bologna, Bologna. I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce I, her name. I think I was pronouncing it as Bologna in my head when I was reading it. Um, yeah. I th- I mean Bologna sounds more like a name. Um, that's a Star Trek name, isn't it? it sounds like <laughs> it. it sounds familiar, like it's from something. Yes. Um, and then the last one is uh, Gabby. Yes, and I like Gabby a lot. <laughs> I, I I love Gabby. She is great. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna ask. Like, what did you think of those three clones? Like their personalities and everything. Um, I I think they all kind of. I'm sure this was intentional. They all kind of represent different. I don't uh, either different sides of Laura's personality or like different points in her life. Um, I guess Gabby's obviously a lot like young X-23, you know, without the prostitution. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I, which one was which Zelda or Bolana? I got the other two mixed up. Which one was the normal one? Uh, Zelda was, was kind of the normal one. She was like, was the, like the white haired one. Yeah. So, so wait, wait, what'd you, <laughs> which one did you just say? I already got them confused again. 
Uh, Bellana was like the angry white haired one. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. So Zelda, so Zelda is basically like the the leader, I guess. Or was Bellana more the leader? And I see, I already forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Zelda, Zelda was like the leader. Her, it really felt to me like her personality was least developed out of all of them. Um, well, yeah, she's I, like she's the Leonardo of of the group. She's just the you know blank slate, you know generic leader character. Yeah. Yeah, she was just kind of, from what we saw, mostly just they're just kind of worried about taking care of the others um, more than anything else. And um, Bolana, the white-haired one, was just like rage. She was just kind of the the angry side of Wolverine and Lara. Mm. Um, just uh, kind of jumping at everything. There's a part where they're at like Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sectorum. And she's just like staring at all the furniture with like a lot of suspicion. Yeah. She's like, she's like that cabinet just winked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, guest characters throughout this first volume. I mean, for six issues, there's a lot of guest characters. Yeah, God, is there? There, there might be like one every issue or something. There's yeah. a lot. Uh, Angel. Uh, I guess Laura and Angel are dating. I didn't know this. Um, I don't know how long that lasted either. Yeah. Um, kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. It it felt really forced um, to me. Like. Yeah. I, I, I mean, me too. But, uh, you know, without knowing kind of what came before that, I, I can't really. S I don't really want to criticize it too much because yeah. for all we know, there this was like a very small glimpse of a lot of development that's happened in the past. Um, but it, it could just be that it just started just now. Also, I mean, it could be either one. Yeah, I mean, kind of the way they introduced Angel to the series um, was like really, really suddenly and almost like you weren't even supposed to know that and like she was kind of talking to someone over the comms and it kind of seemed like you weren't even supposed to know who it was or even like be able to guess. And then like, it was like reveal it's angel. And then it's like, Hey, also by the way, they're like kind of dating. Yeah. That's, but, that's true. If you, if you were, a, I guess if it had been known that they were a couple, I guess that wouldn't have been like a surprising reveal. So. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe that's me reading into it because it was a surprise for me. Um, <laughs> as opposed to like, maybe people were like, people who have been reading X-Men comics and stuff would have been like, like oh, well, come on, where's Angel? Be where's Angel? Angel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who's excited to see Angel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Archangel's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Archangel is pretty cool. Especially in X-Force. Yeah, I mean, we're children of the 90s, so, like, Archangel's kind of the angel we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there's that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, Gabby, uh, Gabby is definitely my favorite of the three sisters. Uh, she's, uh, I mean, she, you know, I, I think you said already, like, she's kind of the innocence, the, the youth yeah. of, of Laura, and just her reactions to things are just, like, the best. <laughs> I I almost don't even want to like say specifically because I feel like I'm gonna just be giving away too much about the comic. Right. Um. But uh, yeah. The it, she's just so youthful in her reactions to everything, and um, very sweet. 
also like there's one part where where x-23 is arguing with Bolana and about like whether they should be allowed to kill people um because of you know various things and and Bolana's like you know what if you know what if that guy over there is a classical pianist you cut off his fingers and um you know that's just like as an example and then that makes Gabby worried that he is a classical <laughs> pianist yeah. and it doesn't have his fingers anymore. So she like gathers up his fingers and leaves them <laughs> on his chest so he can find them again, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Gabby's pretty great. <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say I originally, when we were discussing, we were discussing, uh, reading a, a, the X 23 comic that comes after this um, and so I'd actually already gone ahead and read that comic, uh, that first volume of that comic. Um, so, um, right. Yeah. I, I guess I could have mentioned that before that was originally my first choice because that was something I kind of wanted to read anyway. Uh, yeah. but number one, uh, you know, well, there's only one other volume of it <laughs> and right. number two, it's like, oh, well, I should probably pick something that i don't know if i want to read or not so you know since that's kind of the whole point of this so yeah because with that one it's like you know even if it's terrible it'd just be one more volume to read um whereas this one you know you're you're gonna definitely have to weigh whether it's good or bad before you want to read the several volumes that come after it and uh but yeah i did read i did read that so i do have some spoilers for this series which is unfortunate oh really so there are things that uh tie back to this yes it it clearly that series very clearly follows directly after this series um i'll say that i'll I'll stop there because there's some things i want to say about it but i don't want to give too many spoilers (laughs) yeah well there you go that's that's one of the things on my list so yeah i'll get there eventually (laughs) other than gabby were there uh were there some things that you really liked about this series um, like I already mentioned the guest characters, um, you know, and I, I can't, I don't, I can't really decide if that's something I enjoyed or not. Cause I kind of feel like they were there. I don't know. It's like, they didn't feel like Laura was a, you know, a strong enough character to like hold her own series. And it's, right. it's really weird that they did this in the first volume. Um, you know, because you would think that they would have faith that she could carry her own comic. Um, I mean, that's why they're giving her her own. I mean, she's had her own comic several times before this, but you know what I mean? Like her own. Now this is like a super like, you know, marquee title. This is supposedly supposed to be. So this was like a huge, one of their flagship comics of this all new, all different thing. I mean, it's called all new Wolverine. Um, And they were like, "Eh, put Dr. Strange and Taskmaster and Wasp in there. You know, yeah, <laughs> but I, I, you know, it's hard for me to say, like, I totally dislike it. It just seemed odd to do that in the very first volume of where they're trying to set up this new status quo for Laura. And, you know, um, but I guess, you know, regardless of how you feel about the fact that whether they're there or not, I did think they were used, you know, as well as they could have been um, for this. Um, I don't know. I, 
it also kind of had like a, a much lighter tone than a lot of the X twenty three comics I've read before, um, and I definitely prefer the I guess the darker tones of you know that her comics usually have. Um, so I guess I kind of don't like that about it, uh, at least in comparison to the other comics I've read of hers. Um, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I enjoyed the humor, um, I thought most of the humor was, like, pretty good, um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I kind of liked, I, it felt like, uh, it felt like it ranged through emotion a lot, which seemed very appropriate for the story, because you had basically these four versions of Laura who all represented, like, essentially different emotional versions of her, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, the one who's kind of grown up and become an adult, the one that's still, like, youthful and innocent, um, the one that's just, like, all rage, um, and the one that's kind of a balance between all of them, and, and so, I feel like the 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 series kind of reflected that in the writing um and the way that like sometimes it was kind of grim and sometimes it was you know kind of silly and uh you know sometimes it was like all action <laughs> uh ripping people apart stuff yeah. uh so yeah i'm i'm not sure if i prefer one to the one style to the other um I guess maybe this is kind of getting into the to the end game of the uh, the podcast, but uh, <laughs> like honestly, I think I enjoyed it around the same amount as I've enjoyed her previous series. You know, um, I I, like I the first two. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing as I like it. You know, kind of just as much as I do. I, I I like it a lot more than I thought I was going to, um, and it just seems like. Uh, you know, it, it honestly, it just seems like another X-23 comic. She just happens to be going by a different name. So, yeah, I'm, I was actually really glad. I guess uh, that's kind of what I wanted to get into is I'm actually really glad that what they chose to focus on was specifically something that was really personal to Laura um, and her her life and her story. Because like I, what I was afraid of when they're like, OK, it's going to be all new Wolverine. Um, and so it's just going to be a Wolverine comic, but with Laura yeah. as Wolverine, like I thought it was going to be like kind of revisiting Wolverine villains and like, you know, Wolverine relationships. And it was just going to be like her awkwardly thrust into his character, essentially. I'm sure there's um, probably some of that to come. That's yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I, I, I doubt they would avoid that for an entire series. But I do appreciate that, at least in this first volume, it, it's just deep dive into Laura's past and, and her, you know, her life and everything. Uh, so I really liked that about this series that it I could kind of ignore that this was all new Wolverine. It just felt like yeah, the next X-23 that's, that's, comic. That's a great way to put it. And I, and I think that's a uh, in contrast to how I said, like, it's it's weird that they started off this series with so many guest characters. But I think in like in contrast to that, though, uh, this was a good way to start it. This was a good uh, thing to have to start it with is or one. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I think that's something they did wrong, then I think one thing they did right, like you just said, was focusing on this personal thing for Laura. And like you just said, it just feels like the next chapter for Laura uh, more so than it does to have anything to do with Wolverine. 
yeah i mean to that point like there's um the kind of the whole time it's uh the the three the three sisters the three clones um they clearly have someone funding them because they have like a tank and they have like <laughs> bulletproof armor. They have like a explosive drone that can shoot missiles at people from the sky. Like they clearly have some kind of backing and it's kind of like, how do they have all this? And on like literally the last page of the first volume, it's revealed and it's a character from Laura's past. Yep. And I'm not going to say who it is, but I, it was like, like I kind of freaked out at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, because it's it's really it, it's really cool that that they're that they're you know acknowledging a lot of that stuff. Like this is definitely meant for X twenty three fans. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, now, like I said, though, with the guest characters and stuff, they kind of did try to draw in a little more like uh, mass appeal, I guess. Um, but um it's just strange that i see like like you said like you thought it was going to be more focused on just trying to be a wolverine comic like yeah i thought it was going to be like appealing to wolverine fans more than x23 fans but it it feels like you can't really read this without knowing things that have come before this for laura you can't just jump from wolverine a you know the whatever wolverine comic was before this to this and know what's going on though so. right so it, it's great that that there's things like that being included and in, in that character uh presumably is going to be a pretty major part of it at least for a little bit so yeah yeah and yeah exactly i mean as far as i know this character hasn't appeared in a very long time uh <laughs> so yeah i like like you say, it, it's definitely Laura's past. Laura, you, you'd have to read her comics from before to really feel like you <clears throat> really feel like you know what's going on here. Yeah, because um, otherwise that reveal happens and you're like, um, OK. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm not even sure if they say the character's name. I think they do yeah, say the character's Bolana name. Yeah, says it, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I was actually talking about in the last episode of First Volume with Brian, uh, when we were talking about Saga, I've talked about how a lot of times comics will do a thing where they'll reveal a character and you'll just they'll just show the character and it'll be like, oh my god, it's this character. And it'll be like, but this is literally the first time this artist has drawn this character. How are we supposed to know? Um, <laughs> so I was... But, like, I'm... Even if they hadn't said the name, I think I actually might have known the second I saw them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Or you, you would have definitely thing. made, like, a 99% certain assumption of who it was. Yeah. Because they, they, they don't yeah. really have, like, a, like a super identifiable, like, costume or anything like that. Um, but, you know, g given the context, you could probably make a pretty safe assumption of who it is. Yeah, that's actually... The, the comic kind of opens the same way, because when the sister... I keep calling them sisters. They call themselves sisters um, in the series. So I keep calling them sisters. But yeah, when the first clone of, of Laura that we come across jumps off the Eiffel Tower and they reveal her face, like that would have been one of those moments too, where they like, they revealed the face and it was just like a textless panel or something. And it's like, okay, but who who's that exactly? Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that 
on that panel they had x23 standing there saying she's me right um because like i'm not sure i would have honestly picked up on that (laughs) if they didn't have her saying that like i would have been like who's that is that supposed to be her and i probably would have gotten it later um you know once they really got into the whole clone thing and started talking about it but it would have been one of those things where like i didn't get it on my first read through and then rereading it later i would have been like oh okay i see so that was oh, okay yeah yeah you know? <laughs> because you know just in non uh not in a costume laura kind of just looks like a you know average you know black haired you know girl or woman um so you know it's just showing a you know an average black haired woman it's like um is that yeah like you said <laughs> Right. The, anything else you can remember specifically uh, that you liked or disliked about the series or just wanted to talk about? Uh, not anything specifically, although I'm sure I will remember something after we we are done recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to say um, I, I really I personally very much dislike Taskmaster as a villain. Um, well, I don't. What's there to like, really? Yeah, I, 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 he seems like he's just coming up so much. Like almost every time I read a Marvel comic these days, like Taskmaster is freaking there. And he was in and, Spider-Man, the spy, the PS4 game. Yeah, and I just like, I, because I mean, I know Bendis seems to freaking love him. Um, <laughs> and I just don't know what the deal with him is. If he, if, if Marvel just thinks he's really popular, if he is really popular right now, but um, I was, I really enjoyed seeing x23 kick his ass <laughs> very quickly yeah <laughs> very quickly and while he's standing there bragging about how she'll never be able to do it um and then she just like kicks his ass it was, i enjoyed that a lot <laughs> yeah it, it's almost like they they're trying to use him like their version of deathstroke or something um just marvel in general not specific well kind of in this comic too but i mean not that specifically just marvel in general yeah that uh, that's exact because Oh man, <laughs> people probably wouldn't know this about me judging if they're judging from my channel, but I am actually more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan. But man, since I've been reading the New 52 and the DC Rebirth, um, like, Chestroke comes up so much. I don't, whenever I read pre new 52 comics i almost never saw deathstroke but like since the new 52 he's in like everything and that's what yeah that's exactly what it feels like with taskmaster lately it's just like they're trying to use deathstroke like dc has started or sorry marvel's trying to use taskmaster like dc has started using deathstroke again yeah yeah (laughs) i'm honestly i'm not a very big fan of deathstroke i want to say was it kind of arkham origins that uh brought deathstroke back but it seems like he was kind of getting more popular before that game came out um that seems like it's not long enough ago to account for you know his uh what's the word is it ubiquitousness or ubiquity (laughs) uh whatever in you know dc's comics yeah yeah i almost feel like it was flashpoint um oh yeah because because like with flashpoint like kind of all the characters that Jeff Johns decided to have like feature in a prominent role in, in flashpoint. Um, it seems like they became a, or at least tried to make them into a big deal post new 
uh, or in, in going into the new 52 and beyond. Um, so I, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, I think I think Arkham Origins and um, like probably the one of the best boss fights in the entire Arkham series um, <laughs> didn't hurt his popularity any. Yeah, but that, I, I, that was probably a big factor in his like repopularization, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, Marvel's kind of like, oh, we have this character, I guess, that's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they yeah. already had Deadpool, whose whole existence was to be Marvel's Deathstroke. That was the whole point of his. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, obviously, Deadpool's so far beyond where he started. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't really use Deadpool in that way anymore. Yeah, he's. Uh, even though they still their costumes still look pretty similar, <laughs> yeah. they yeah uh, they are just incredibly different characters. Yeah, except Ultimate Deadpool, he's still kind of the same, or you know he was when he existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he ever showed up in the comics again after his initial appearance. They put him in the the that uh, what is it Shattered Dimensions video game where he was still supposed to be ultimate Deadpool, but he acted like regular Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was really confusing at the time. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Cause they still had Nolan North doing his voice, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Deadpool. No, um, we're definitely not. <laughs> Deadpool gets talked about plenty enough by yeah. everyone else. I'm sure. So yeah, I guess that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of, the all I really had to talk about for this comic um, specifically without, you know, giving too much away, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think I feel exactly the same way about the cameos as you do. Um, like they use them well, but it is kind of weird that they're there in the first place. They do do the like the I can never remember the name of the, the book. It's like Incredible Journey or whatever. The inner space is, is my go to example, but probably a lot of people don't know what that is where they like with the wasp they go inside one of the clones to like you know battle robots um uh so that's that's there that happens <laughs> yeah um, and it's like it kind of feels like uh these little things these little side quests they do with these uh you know guest characters are, are almost there you know just as an excuse to have those characters there um, but at the same time, they it's not like they, they don't feel completely out of place, really. Um, uh, it's kind of it's weird. Like, they feel forced, but natural at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think part of it for me, part of it is, is probably just that, like, in in general, I prefer if especially if the title of the book is one character's name, I prefer it to be about that character and, and kind of try to feel as as much as you can, like it's, it's self-contained thing. Yeah. And so for <clears throat> me, cameos are usually a bad thing in a solo characters title. Um, but, uh, at the same time. Well, I mean, not, I, I, I well, not to interrupt your thoughts. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but I just kind of want to interject. It's like, not necessarily. I mean, if it, if, if let's just say this issue, this, this series had like a hundred issues and there was like, you know, one or two volumes that had a cameo in them. That would be cool. That's fine. Yeah. But this is the very first volume of this new series that didn't end up having a ton of issues. And, you know, 
what three of the issues have guest characters that's like half of the first volume yeah i mean yeah and 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 i'm wondering and i'm wondering how much of that's going to continue also like are are they going to keep having those you know guest spots or you know know. yeah exactly i mean like it's what it's what comic companies it's what dc and marvel do to save a failing comic so it's like they were just like kicking this off the bat expecting it to be a failing comic that's, and that's just weird. that's what i was saying earlier like it's just a weird way to start this new comic that on one hand they're saying this is our new wolverine check this out this is like a big part of what we're doing now oh but we need to have these other characters in it too yeah <laughs> Uh, well, my my other half of the point was like just you know it is a connected universe so you know it it does make sense for people to pop up from time to time but um yeah I've just I, never I I've never been a big fan of comic crossovers though yeah same I'm I mean unless unless you're talking about like characters that are kind of lame because uh, basically it's like I either want quality or quantity. <laughs> Like, I don't mind there being a team-up if it's, like, a bunch of lame characters. Well, maybe not a bunch. If it's too many, then it's still lame. But, like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's still lame. I don't really know where I'm going with that. But, like, well, like, like Superman. I, I don't like Superman on his own. But in the Justice League, I like Superman a lot more. So, yeah. But, but the Justice League is mostly a lot of other lame characters that I don't like on their own. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, because... Really, what we've seen over time from the Justice League is is like the characters have at least writers have found ways to really play all the Justice Leaguers off of each other really well. Um, And so it's it's made them more interesting, in my opinion, than they are on their own. Um, Because, yeah, like you said, I don't really like most of the Justice Leaguers on their own and even the ones I like on their own they aren't necessarily getting good comics on their own. Um, so like, I like wonder woman. Um, but you know, usually when I read her comics, I'm not that impressed. Um, but she's good in the justice league usually, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing with DC and well, kind of Marvel too, is these characters, a lot of these characters are sort of, even the ones you don't like that much, they're kind of sort of still interesting on their own. It's just, they don't have, there, there's not a lot of interesting things that go on around them in their own comics. Uh, yeah, they don't have a very interesting like supporting cast, I guess. And kind of like conversely with that, like we were saying, uh, well, we don't like these characters, but you know they're okay in the Justice League. I, I it's the reverse for me with Batman. Like obviously I love Batman, and I don't like him in the Justice League. So yeah, <laughs> it's like how I don't like when Spider Man's an Avenger. It's kind of the same deal. God, yeah. Oh God, I could rant about that forever. <laughs> I, oh, man, I yeah. I mean, Spider Man is my favorite comic book character of all time, and just like him being an, I, I could not read Avengers comics with him as an Avenger. I just, uh hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Especially Civil War. God, Civil War. Yeah, let's God, let's not make this into. <laughs> Ramsey ranting about Spider-Man and Avengers. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, th- yeah, I mean, this has gone enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's if there's nothing else you can think of specific about the comic uh, that you want to say, uh, then let's kind of move on to uh, your your hope for the future of the series. We've already kind of discussed this a pretty fair amount, but now we can sign uh, it just, up. 
yeah, kind of sum it up. Um, how much do you feel like you want to continue reading the series? I'm definitely going to uh, finish this series. Uh, however, I can't really honestly say that that's entirely based on my interest in this first volume. Uh, even though, like, I, if I had never read an X-23 or, you know, Laura, a comic about Laura before, I don't know if this would have been enough to get me to read uh, the rest of this. But given the fact that I'm, you know, try that I'm going back now and and trying to like read some X, you know, a bunch of X Men comics and specifically X twenty three comics that I've, you know, haven't read over the years, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to finish the rest of it, you know, when I get to that point. Um, so taking it in as sort of like we were saying, like just as another chapter for Laura. Yes, I'm definitely interested in finishing it, um, for sure. Um, so, so I guess it was enough. It was good enough for me to not decide to not read it. I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. like, it, I could have hated it so much that I would have just said, "Yep, this is exactly what I thought it was. Just gonna skip this one." So, um, yeah, it, like we were saying, it's it's fine. It's a it's a totally fine comic. It didn't like blow me away or anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's good enough to that where I'm interested to finish it for sure. Cool. Yeah, I um I, I think I might have enjoyed it a little bit more than you did, even. Um because <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean when I, I read through it and I was like, man, I I totally want to read the rest of this series. Um which is uh the strongest I've felt so far about a first volume that I've done. Uh it, it was fun. I, I liked the characters, I like X twenty three. Uh, and I'm really curious to see where the the plot is gonna go. Oh yeah, um, I forgot especially... to. Sorry, I forgot to sum up my hopes for the future. Like you were asking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> so was... free. Okay, sorry. So yeah, so we we were saying like uh, about oh well, we don't know if these these guest character things are gonna continue and whether the 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 focus really on Laura personally is gonna continue or if they're gonna try to bring other Wolverine, uh, you know, centric elements into it. Um, but you know, I'm kind. I, I definitely want to see where this goes. I want to find out whether that stuff continues, you know, and to see, you know, how it's used in this new context. Um. So yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty much all I really have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, same for pretty much like yeah, I'm. It's definitely grabbed me, uh, more than I thought it would. Um, it's. I'm I'm really like I said I'm really happy that it's basically just more X twenty three comic and so that makes me want to read the rest of it and find out what they continue to do with her and and uh, you know with her story and her plot and everything so yeah it's got me I'm down um, I'm not sure when I'll read it <laughs> yeah but because uh, I'm gonna have to find the time to read it in between everything else I I have to read but um, I definitely want to read the rest of it. And um, it's actually with having read the first volume of the basically the next series after it, um, I probably I, I kind of want to reread or read through all of this and then reread that first volume and probably go ahead and read that second volume as well um, when I get the chance to to do this. So um, and then you yeah, got to read Fallen Angels where she's with Psylocke. Oh, what? I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, what? that's that's after the new uh the newest x23 series um 
she's uh goes to fallen angels it's like a mini series there's other characters i forget who else is there but it's her and psylocke are included and i think there's two other female characters i don't remember who they are (laughs) dude i love psylocke well yeah uh uh, okay yeah (laughs) i'm sold um (laughs) i didn't know thank you for telling me about that i did not know about that there you go Uh, cool i think it just ended sometime last year so but that was it only four issues or six? It's really short. So. It, well, yeah, I mean, they keep, a lot of they series... keep giving X twenty three these really short series. Yeah. Like her, like the the second volume or the sorry the third volume. I keep calling it the second volume because I I mix Innocence Lost of Target X and I, I kind of roll those into like one volume. I I kind of like yeah. okay that's volume one and then that other series is volume two. But but I'm talking about volume three. The X-23 series from before All-New Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, so that volume three uh, is pretty long, uh, you know, relatively. And then All-New Wolverine is also pretty long. Uh, again, relatively. Uh, right. And then she's also an X-Men Red uh, with the resurrected Jean Grey. Um, and I think that's like 20-something issues. So for her, that's, you know, pretty long. So, <laughs> Right. Uh, it might be and less I guess... than that, though. I don't remember. God, the X Force ran for a fairly oh yeah long duh time. an X Force, <laughs> uh, but I think she was like kicked off the team after Messiah Complex or not Messiah Complex um the the third one uh, Second Coming, <laughs> the third one Second Coming because uh, yeah but anyway yeah she was kicked off the team at the end of that so I don't I don't even know if she continued to be in the book in general. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I stopped that, so. reading in the first place. Um, I'm going to read the rest of it again when I get there. Um, I mean, uh, I guess unless she's just not in it at all. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I kind of want to finish reading it anyway, but whatever. Right. But yeah, I mean, uh, to to be fair to to what this book uh, you just said, what what was it called again? Dark Angels or Fallen Angels, like I think Fallen, is what it's called. Fallen Angels. Um, yeah, to be fair to that book, if it ended in 2020, I mean, like, everything ended in 2020. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> it might not have been due to anything of its own. Like, it might have been intended to continue for a long time after that and was, well, that's, you know, had just fine sales. That's true. They whatever. stopped publication for a few months, and uh, it just stands to reason that they wouldn't bring absolutely everything back. So, Do people still go buy, like, physical single issues? Is that still a thing? I mean, they must um <laughs> I, I mean was do they like just... go to a store and buy them <laughs> like... I, I guess all right <laughs> i mean i was just at a physical comic shop a few days ago not to buy comics but i was actually at one and there were a ton of single issues where are the their comic still, shops so. um they're around i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i guess i just haven't checked in such a long time i mean i I'm either digital or trades, so I yeah. haven't bought a single issue in what's I think since 2008, like a physical single issue of something. Yeah, it's, I I bought a few of a series that like I really wanted to have like kind of collector's value for, but yeah, beyond that, yeah, I, I just can't read single. I I just can't keep up with that. Like, unless it's, I mean, if it's, if it's a really short, if I know it's going to only be like six issues or something, I can maybe go pick that up in single issues. But just in general, I just don't want to have to bother with that. It's so much easier to just do digital or trades. Um, yeah. So. And, and I was really only like, 
regularly buying single issues for I don't know maybe th- uh, three or four years maybe um, and I still have just so many there's just stacks and stacks of them everywhere in my house now and I was yeah. oh, I was only buying them for a couple years <laughs> yeah I I mean I'm at and the I point... think there's still more at my parents' house too like in their attic <laughs> yeah I, I have all of my single issues that I own here and yeah it's so many and I've I've seriously I'm at the point where if anyone was backing my patreon um I was going to add a tier where like you could back at a specific tier on my patreon to I would just send you one of my single issues or maybe a few of my single issues, you know, just like one long, maybe box. I could send you like one a month or something. Um, just like chosen at random, uh, just to get rid of some of them. Cause I don't have any use for them. Yeah. I, I wanted to own them once upon a time, but now I'm like, man, I'm never going to like reread these. Um, yeah, you know, I because before I up space. yeah, and before I started buying single issues, I was just reading trades. Also, I mean, other yeah. than you know, when I was a kid, I would get random single issues here and there. But when I started, you know, getting into comics on my own, or you know, pursuing purchasing comics on my own, I was just getting trades. That just seemed like, oh, this is way easier. I don't have to keep up with anything. And then for some reason like mid 2000s i got this thing i was like i'm gonna i want to keep up with be current with everything so it's like yeah i'm gonna go buy i'm gonna get a a, a box at the comic book store i'm gonna get comics every week uh yeah <laughs> yeah i did the exact same thing yeah yeah i was uh i i think it was largely uh the ultimate comic universe was still fairly new in at that point and i got to a point where i'd read everything in the ultimate universe that had come out and i was like this is awesome i can keep up with it on the on the you know day to day and just you know get all the ultimate comics when they come out and so from there i just started getting like a bunch of comics that i was interested as they were coming out and yeah, that was a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah, I think Ultimates 3 was a large part of me not, uh, you know, a large part of me getting tired of the weekly thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> same. Yeah, God, that comic was bad, and it made me feel like not going to comic book shops anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's when that's kind of when it started becoming obvious that the Ultimate Universe was just falling off. Um yeah. And that's kind of, and the ultimate universe itself is kind of what largely got me into, like I said, going and getting comics in the first place. But it, but it started out with just trades. Um, yeah. So it's just that that kind of book ended my interest in staying current with comics. It was like, oh man, the ultimate universe is awesome. I got to keep up with this. And then, oh, this sucks now. I I'm tired of this. <laughs> and, exactly. and and now I'm just back to trades again. Yep. Same. And now I'm reading mostly DC, so, um, yeah. <laughs> well, the new 52 is great. Yeah, I mean, it's if nothing else, even if, if you don't consider the comics to be good themselves, if nothing else, if you've never been a DC fan, it's a really easy point to jump on at, like, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> the... Thanks to Digital Comics and the New 52, I'm now reading so many DC comics. Yep. So, and I'm, yeah. I just finished reading through, like, I don't know, 98% of the New 52, so I'm kind of taking a break from DC for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's i mean that's an impressive dose. i mean i have to take a break from dc every once in a while after like a month um <laughs> so i'll do like a hard month of like dc new 52 comics and then i'm like okay time for some marvel um but yeah <laughs> i mean i that's it's it's a it's it's been the main thing i've been reading now for like 10 years because what new 52 started in 2011 right or somewhere around there um, yeah 2011 yeah. so yeah for the last 10 years the main things i've been reading when i read comics is new 52 stuff so right yeah i'm, I'm ready to not read any dc for a while <laughs> so here we are at you know marvel and x23 yeah x23 now, of course there are there there are more uh publishers than just dc and marvel out there but yeah and <laughs> <laughs> my dog barking in um there are but i do find that i come back to superhero comics no matter how much i tried to get into indies and i also find that no one's watching my videos that i make about indie comics so yeah. maybe i'll just stick to the big two for now yeah. and then i can you know ease them into some indies if i gain enough popularity well, yeah the superhero <laughs> comics i mean they're definitely the easiest and the most fun to read so yeah Anyway, that's X-23. <laughs> yep. That's all new Wolverine. Um, sorry, everyone who can hear my dog barking in the background, um, but we're at the end anyway. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I guess that's that's all we really had to talk about today. Um, you can always uh, find me on YouTube at, I, at the channel just called Captain Away. Um, and... Uh, you can occasionally find me and Chris podcasting uh, the Antiverse. Um, that's on YouTube as well, isn't it? Yeah, just search. Uh, I don't know what the URL is, um, but I mean, who really looks up YouTube by uh, channels by URL anymore? So just search for Antiverse Podcast. Uh, it's spelled just how it sounds. Um, it's also antiversepodcast.com, but I need to renew that domain because it's expired. So, But I'll, I'll, ah. I'll, <laughs> if we make a new episode, I'll, I'll probably do that. Right. <laughs> All right. And um, yeah, and you can always listen to this podcast uh, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are available because um, my podcast, uh, the place I upload to, is very generous about sending that out to everything. So um, yeah. Anyway, that is the Comic Cave podcast. That is the first volume of All New Wolverine. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Shaw. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs>